1: Right, guys, welcome to another episode of Believe in Betting on the Free Podcast Network. What a special today. We're gonna to have a guest on talking about his new book. I'll tell you, I get these new books, right? And we get them at Sports Garden Network. You guys could check it all out. Facebook and Twitter at Sports Garden, G-A R T-E-N, hashtag S-G-N. And we get them all, and sometimes, you know, I kind of breeze through them and 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 kind of you know flip through them and hope I, no, 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 I couldn't put this book down. I went right through it right away. It's a subject I absolutely love. It's written by Tyler Dunn, our next guest. The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football. And if you've listened to my show for a while, you know I'm a huge tight end fan. Anybody that's ever played in a fantasy league with me over 25 years knows. I, I usually overvalue tight ends because I do like the position. So I wanted to bring Tyler Dunn on. Tyler, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, and man. Thanks so much for ripping through blood and guts already. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I really did. I, I And there's so many parts I... I you know, there's there's two different versions of uh, having somebody on that wrote a book. It is okay. Got to be got to be my radio self. What do you think the the audience will like? And meanwhile, I'm going. I kind of want to talk to Tyler for like an hour afterwards and ask him about the stuff that I want to hear about. You know, <laughs> that that's the the I love that's, it. that's a really good book. So let, let me ask you before we start it all off um why tight ends right I mean why all of a sudden did did you kind of just wake up and say you know what I'm gonna have a book devoted strictly to a position that is completely underrated in the history of the NFL
0: that's a great question I mean it, it took thinking through a little bit you know I've always loved football I played it you know like, like everybody at a young age um through high school year college just uh love the essence of the sport, that, that adrenaline rush, you get under the lights and uh, the high intensity, the high level of violence. I mean, this isn't uh, like any other sport. I mean, you can't just, you know, round up some buddies and, and, and beat the hell out of each other at a, at a park. I mean, it takes an attrition. Um, it, it we, it weeds out a lot of people for good and bad. And, you know, I just always looked at pro football as, you know, th- this is the ultimate. I mean, these are the modern day gladiators. These, these are dudes in a profession that we can't really wrap our heads around. I mean, like you read it, like George Kittle said, it's not normal to go to training camp and whip the hell out of each other and, you know, get into fights and then you slip into the cold tub and talk about each other's families. And by the way, if you twist an ankle, you might be out of a job. I mean, there's, there's a pressure to football that's just crazy. So I'm trying to think, okay, well, what, what's the best way to tell this sports story, um, you know, through, through the lens of a, a player, a position, a coach, and then it just it just hits you like a ton of grips. It's the NFL tight end. I mean, you have to do everything. You have to block. You have to go out and catch a pass. The pressure's there. I mean, you're, you're the guy that the quarterback's going to on third down in the playoffs with the season on the line and jobs at stake. Um, and, and so I just started traveling the country, hanging out with Mike Dicka, hanging out with Jackie Smith, uh, hanging out with Tony Gonzalez, Ben Coates, Jeremy Shockey, Grant Kittle, talking to all of these tight ends. And um, as you read, I mean, there's so many common threads to the position and you can see the position really chooses you like you inherently have a set of uh, characteristics as a human being, you know, your Dallas Clark at Iowa, just, you know, busted and busting as a six string linebacker and nearly blowing your appendix and, you know, devoting your life to a, to a mom who died in your arms. It's just, it's just insane what these guys have been through. And it's no coincidence that they all became tight ends to really keep the sport alive as the title of the book says.
1: One of the more interesting things to me with the tight end position, and I always go back to Dick, everybody, you know, talks about it and I go, look, Dick, Dick is still the best to me. Uh, but I, I always love the idea that the new tight end is the best tight end. I mean, throughout just my lifetime, I've heard, Tony Gonzalez is the greatest tight end of all time, nobody will ever be better. Rob Gronkowski the greatest tight end of all time, nobody will ever be better. Travis Kelsey is now the best tight end, nobody will ever be better. Go talk to Ravens fans and go, ah, Mark Andrews might be able to be that guy. It, it's one of those positions where, Every single new time a tight end kind of comes out, he's the next great tight end, and he, yeah. he's better than everybody else. Do you get kind of the same feeling?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You're. That's why I, it's so hard to compare
0: eras for that reason. I I feel like every generation of football fan, um, you know, like when they're smack dab like in the the, the peak of their, their fanhood, right? That, when the nostalgia's richest. Like for me, it's the '90s. That's why Ben Coates is in this book, and you know he deserves his space in a book like this. Uh, But I feel like we all kind of lean into our air and think, okay, that's when football was at its best. That's kind of what makes the whole conversation fun. I feel like the old-timers are going to say, well, the, the rule book was as thin as a brochure in the 60s and 70s. So when it's that ruthless, I mean, to survive as a tight end then, as a John Mackey, as a Mike Dicka, Hell, as an Ozzie Newsom just meandering through those Pittsburgh Steelers secondaries, knowing you're going to get tagged by Donnie Shell and Mike Wagner, I get that argument. But then I thought Kittle made another great point. It's like you look at today's athlete, and yeah, that rule book is now you know about three, four inches thick, and you don't even know what you can do physically, but look at who's competing. I mean, these are the biggest, baddest, meanest, fastest, most athletic uh, specimens on the planet you know hitting each other at, at such violent angles to survive in this era says so much about a George Kittle and obviously a Rob Gronkowski. So I you know I, I don't know which is right, which is wrong, uh but that, that's why we have a collection of the 15 best tight ends uh who, who really made the sport great.
1: What about the 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 idea and a lot of people just don't seem to get this and I want you to explain it, even though I go into it a lot people are, are screaming that Kyle Pitts is a bust, right? The idea that, look, it just takes tight ends some time to gel. Yeah. It's very yeah. rare a tight end jumps onto the scene, and he's that guy, especially a pass-catching tight end. Explain kind of to the listeners that, you know, Kyle Pitts isn't a bust. Maybe he's going to be good in two or three years. I mean, it just takes time. It's a different position.
0: It is Next to the quarterback, nobody needs to know more about the offense than the tight end. I mean, if you really think about it, you're, you're not just like a receiver running a route. I mean, you have to run a route, so you have to know the route tree. You have to know the passing concepts, you know, from the left side of the field all the way to the right side and everything in between, how everything kind of fits together within the passing game. You've got to be a run blocker. You, you've got to know how to throw yourself into the trenches or like offenses today. Maybe you're in the slot, crack backing on a linebacker or a D end. You're moving around as a blocker. How, how does that work intellectually? Pass protection, you're a part of that, too. I mean, you're, you're responsible for uh, the, the entire unit protecting the quarterback often. And, and if you're, you're a kittle, you're, you're probably going to be one-on-one with an edge rusher who can run a 4-5 and is 260 and has 8% body fat. So good luck with that. You add it all up, there is a lot on these guys' plates, and it's so hard to learn to be a good tight end. Um, you know, but never mind the, the mental strain. You know, Tony Gonzalez he leaves the league and drops in year two, and he enters this dark place. He really opened up all about it in the book, where you know he's drinking heavily, just ripping through the Jack and Cokes. He's he's kind of lost in a haze and, and not sure where his career is going to go. He had like a lot of these tight ends, starting with Mike Tuck, had to look at that man in the mirror and face down his demons and and overcome it. So there's there's that element as well, and it there is no coincidence. I mean, maybe this says it all that the, the best color commentators during NFL broadcasts are tight ends, right? Because they Good have point. to understand the game at, at on this, like, 501, 601 doctorate level. You, you watch a Greg Olson game, it, it's so different than any color commentator because he played that position and, and had to read it through that lens.
1: We're on the phone with Tyler Dunn, the new book, The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football. I know that you went over a collection of a bunch of, of tight ends in the book. I mean, really, it, it is a, a good deep dive. Who's somebody that, a, as a writer, you, you had to leave out of the book, but you kind of wish you didn't? Is somebody that you researched or you thought about, or you said, you know, that was that was a guy I wanted to include, but he just kind of didn't make the cut? Wow, that's a great question.
0: Um, you know, I think Dave, Dave Casper, you know, he made the cut. I've got, like, many chapters within it. So maybe I'm cheating here. <laughs> he's, he's got his face. I talked to George Atkinson and Lester Hayes and Lester Hayes had the funny line of, man, somebody look at Travis Kelsey's past. See, see who his parents are because I think that's Dave's Dave Casper's kid. <laughs> the way they play it's so similar, but uh, it's funny. I called Dave Casper up, got his number and it, it just speaks to his, his character. I mean, this is what everybody says about the guy. He's a little weird, you know, aloof standoffish kind, kind of, he was strange then and he's kind of strange now. And, he just kind of answered, like, I, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I only talk to the media if one of my teammates passes away. So, he didn't, you know, we didn't get a chance to understand him at great length. Um, but I think that strangeness would have been really fun to dive into, honestly, uh, you know, beyond of what we already had in the book.
1: What about the tight end you now that's coming out, right? I mean, Kittle's doing it with them and Kelsey, and, and they're making the tight end position, dare I say, you know, i don't want to use the word sexy again, right, but they're making it like a fun thing they're making an alluring position with this tight end you um do you think that in the future it's going to be a position as opposed to like you said you kind of grow into it you're you're a failed this or it didn't work out that so we 're going to put do you think that it's going to be a position that kids in in high school and in college go nah, no, I want to be a tight end because of the new kind of tight end you feeling
0: I do. I do. I think that that's, it's so cool with Olsen and Kittle and I mean, every name, every tight end. I mean, they're, they're all down there in Nashville now every off season teaching the position. And I, I think it's great for the sport, let alone the position because you're right. No, nobody really dreams of being a tight end uh, unless you're Rob Gronkowski here in Buffalo, New York, you know, bashing in your brothers and in, in games of uh, <laughs> mini sticks and breaking your bubble hockey machine. And you know, just overall wreaking absolute, Havoc. I mean, like, having of that chapter is just how he grew up because it's just total, you know, obscene mayhem. Unless you're Rob Gronkowski looking up to Jeremy Shockey and thinking, that's how I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> I want all the models in New York City and I want to party my butt off and I want to have the time of my life and live like there's no tomorrow, which, by the way, you know, I live near, grew up near a ski resort, um, Holiday Valley, Ellisville, New York. First time Rob went there, he just popped on the skis and went down one of the steepest slopes. Like, didn't even <laughs> think twice. No bunny hill for Rob. Um, so, yeah, unless you're that and you know, like, my craziness is born for that position, it chooses you. Like, even, you know, Kyle Pitts, you mentioned him. It took, uh, you know, his dad watching football on Monday nights with his son to think, wow, okay, all of these Kelsey types and Witten types, you know, that. Son, that's what you need to play, and kind of convinced his quarterback son to play it. Um, I, I think, yeah, you need you need like an active resource in your life to kind of knock sense in you to want to be a tight end. out Dallas Clark wanted nothing to do with it when Kirk Ferentz went to him and said, "Hey, like you've got all these crazy numbers in the weight room, you're a, a, a damn like kamikaze on special teams." You've we love what you are as a football player, but frankly, you're no good at linebacker. Let's try tight end. He was resistant to it. You know, it took Kirk Ferentz, like talking to Dallas's, you know, brothers and his roommate, and they he kind of worked in this roundabout way to convince him to become a tight end. And when he finally did, it was instant. I mean, he was a star at Iowa right away. So yeah, I think it's great that it's just being you know, highlighted in general, and, and people can see the good that comes in. Being a tight end, I mean, like Tony Gonzalez said, it makes you a better person. You're forced to do the kind of stuff you just don't want to do as a tight end. You, you've got to block. You've got to go to that nine on seven, you know, inside run blocking drill that's going to leave bruises all over your body instead of running one on ones against corners. So that, that's just good for the soul. We wake up in the morning. Hey, I'm out here on my lawn. I'm about to, you know, rake some leaves and mow some grass and, you know, clean up my dog's crap. You know, people don't want to do that stuff on a football Sunday. You got to do it. We all have that stuff in our life that you just have to do. Um, so I just think we learned so much about life through through these tight ends, and hopefully this book brings it to life.
1: I learned a lot about the tight ends. I learned a lot about life just reading the book. Guys, go check it out. It's Tyler Dunn's new book, The Blood and Guts How Tight Ends Save Football. Tyler, it's been real enjoyable. That's going to do it for us here, guys. Make sure you go check it out. Again, it's Tyler Dunn's new book, The Blood and Guts. And I, I will tell you, you know, if you're just a football fan, you're going to absolutely love this. We'll be back, and you can bet on that.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.